Hey everyone, I'm Don McAvoy. Welcome to the first episode of Don't Worry, I'm Finite, the podcast. This is about living in the moment, appreciating what you have, and being your best creative self. Uh, while I was traveling the world, I met tons of amazing people who are interesting and inspired me all the time. Um, so I'm going to be talking to them about their passions and how we can all be better at being ourselves and continuing to do what we love while making the world a better place through having a creative community. Um, if you like what you hear, please give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me there or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to be posting a new episode every Monday, and I'll also be putting up video content with my guests every Friday at youtube.com slash don't worry, I'm finite. If you want to follow along, you can go to don'tworryimfinite.com for all the information you'll need about my upcoming guests, videos, and more. All right, let's get into the first episode where I'm going to be talking to my friend Lauren Buckle. She's a photographer, a writer, a visual artist, and she's just a wonderful, hilarious person. Uh, we met while working on cruise ships. We went through the beginning of the pandemic together. We were stuck on a ship in Southeast Asia. So we're going to talk a little bit about that experience and how we've managed to kind of keep our creative flames stoked throughout the lockdown life and beyond. So uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Let's get into it. Hey, and welcome to Don't Worry, I'm Finite. I'm Don McAvoy, your host, and today we're going to be talking with Lauren Buckle. Let's go. I'm Lauren. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm Finite. All right. Welcome to Don't Worry, I'm Finite, the podcast where we dive into inspiration, motivation, and an exploration of the creative community. I'm coming to you from the ever-moving studio here in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Don, and today I'm with my guest, Lauren. Hi, I am Lauren, and I'm coming to you from a little small room in Cape Town with very little decorations and lots of dirty things on the floor. Cape Town, now that's in Canada, right? Yes, definitely. It's oh, in okay, Canada, yeah, yeah. you know, just like north of <laughs> the North Pole. Yeah, I'm bad at geography. I think if you keep going north from the North Pole, you'll eventually come back around and get I to don't South think you Africa can, where you are. It's like the South, the North thing. Like it's like a set point. So you can only go north until you start going south again. But then you're no longer going north. But anyway, yes, you're in South Africa, which is a country that I know about as much of the geography as you know about the United States. Yeah, because you keep telling me where you're going and I keep forgetting. <laughs> but yours is yours seems more uh, intentionally uh, you don't want to know about it because people don't know about your country. <laughs> no, so, so some of the stuff I do genuinely know about the Americas, and a lot of stuff I do, but if people try and like quiz me on it, then I pretend I don't know anything. <laughs> and they like, yes. they, they're like, oh, which country are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from South Africa. And I go, which, where are you from? And then they go... Arizona. And I'm like, that's not a country. Come on. In the US's defense, I want to say this country is way too big and probably should be broken up into other countries. <laughs> so but even people in China and Russia don't do that. You know, geo. Okay, well, geopolitics aside, um, <laughs> let's talk about other things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Uh, you were kind of like my first guest on this idea of a podcast a year ago, but I was just never really happy with the direction I was taking it or like, I wasn't sure where I wanted to go with it. So I took some time off and just came up with some other things. Really, what I want it to be about is like collaborating. And you and I have been doing a really good job at 
collaborating across an ocean for the last year and a half, you know, in, in many different ways. So, you know, I, I want to get back into talking about that and figuring out how we can keep on collaborating. Yes. We, at some point we were doing that project with photos where, um, like once every two weeks we'd set a task and then do it. And then we kind of just fell out of doing that for a while. I think I got very busy and you were traveling around a lot at the time and life yeah. was just moving very strangely around everyone. I think it still is, but in different ways. And now we seem slightly yeah. more purposeful in our existence. Yeah. Definitely. Um, the last year has been very weird in so many different ways, but the way that time moves has moved in the last year has definitely felt very odd in a way I've never experienced. Like, I, I don't know if it felt like it went fast or if it went slow and it felt different at all separate times. Like I felt stuck and I felt like I was moving a lot and it's a whole lot of different stuff. And I know yeah. you've, you've had the stuck experience much more than I have. I've been, I've been very lucky to be able to, to be able to go move around and see new places while all this was going on. Yeah. I feel like I'm intentionally ignoring how stagnant I am and distracting myself with other things. Like that's yeah. why I got really, really into rock climbing. Cause it distracts me. It's a good distraction. It's a good thing to like, obscure myself and I'm like if I focus on this I won't think about how much I'm not able to do the things I want to be doing if I just yeah. focus and then it's, suddenly I'll start thinking about it I'm like nope focus on this new thing you will get very good at painting ah oh, you will do 42 <laughs> pastel artworks in this book your friend gave you yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean I feel like you're you're also you're really good at that for the most part I mean from the outside I would say it looks like you're you know you're always really good at like choosing a a new task or a new hobby or idea and like diving into it because you have, to me, it seems like you have a very curious mind and you, you know, are good at focusing that, um, and, you know, diving into learning new languages or learning a new skill or practicing drawing. Whereas I, I tend to start a lot of things and then let them kind of fizzle because I, I hit a wall or something. And I really appreciate that about you. And like, it's something that I, you know, kind of envy a little bit that I want to get into, you know, I want to learn more and I want to do things and I want to finish them. <laughs> I think I do actually fizzle on like a lot of things. Like for a little while, I got back into painting and then I'll paint a lot for a period of time and then I'll go off and do something else. And then, so I feel like it's just that more that I'm always coming back to things that I've already started. It's not necessarily that I'm, consistently drawing every single day for a long you know for like months or once a week for right. months it's that when i feel like drawing i'll draw like eight pictures in one day and then i'll go off and do something else and then i'll come back to drawing it's it's not that i suddenly go okay cool well, i'm done with this forever it's just right. temporarily putting it on hold like i hadn't painted for a while and i then found and i ran out of canvases and was in lockdown at home so i painted some of my old like playing cards with pictures oh, awesome. and like I haven't painted since I did this, but like it was a nice way to get back into painting and doing like small things and work on small details. And now I've gone and done more pastel artworks and now I'm trying to teach myself digital art again, which I started and then forgot all about. And now I'm like re teaching myself, but it's not that easy to do if you don't have like an iPad or something because a computer mouse right. is not very stable. <laughs> no, drawing with the mouse is not easy. You got to have that like Wacom tablet or the Apple pen or pencil yeah, or whatever it's called. Yeah, I've set my mouse on like a delayed sort of thing, not 
the mouse itself delayed, but like when you're in the programs, so then the it trails cursor, behind. Yeah. So yeah, the cursor, yeah. So then it like slows down, and if you move it like jiggly, then it, it ends up just smoothing it out for you, which is nice. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I didn't even know you could do that. I know. I had to watch a tutorial to learn how to do that the first time, and then I forgot how to do it, and then had to rewatch yeah. the same tutorial when I came back to it. I will. I will say YouTube is like the best place to learn how to use programs. I, I've learned so even in programs I know pretty well, I've learned how to shortcuts and how to do things I didn't even know I could do in Photoshop or Lightroom or something. And I'm like, wow, that was I wish I knew this five years ago. This is so much easier. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. YouTube has really taught taught me a lot about it. And there's yeah. always somebody there making a video teaching you how to do it. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's really cool that you can find all these things. So I love about YouTube is you actually have this abundance of new things you can learn so easily and i do feel like we don't do enough of it all the time as like people like if you really wanted to learn anything you could find it on youtube you know if i wanted Definitely. to learn how to skim rocks really well <laughs> i could learn to do that i mean i don't have a lake nearby so, but <laughs> if i wanted to i could learn the technique you know if I want to learn yeah. how to skateboard, I could do it on YouTube, you know, but yeah. Yeah, but if you want to learn how to skim rocks, you got to have that like romantic comedy scene where like somebody comes up behind you and puts their arm around you and shows you how to like hold your hand and hold the rock perfectly. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> want strangers touching me. So I'll just go with uh, teaching myself and then I'll just throw the rocks at the people across the lake. It would probably be like Patrick Swayze or something, even though he's dead. Zombie Patrick Swayze. Zombie uh, Patrick <laughs> Swayze can come and teach me and gently eat my brains while he's at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we write a romantic comedy about a, a zombie Patrick Swayze called Gently Eat My Brains? <laughs> <laughs> sure, it sounds like a good plan. <laughs> we got to do something with that title because that's amazing. <laughs> um, so you were saying that you like to like you use rock climbing and stuff like that to distract yourself from from like things that are going on. And I, I feel like that's important. Like we always we all got to have things to distract us. And for better or worse, that's what a lot of like hobbies tend to be is just a distraction. And because we need if we focused on the 24 hour news cycle and all the bad stuff that's going on all the time, then we'd be conspiracy theorists and depressed like so many people are because that's yeah. what they do. And some people are just conspiracy theorists. They don't even really properly pay attention to the news because then they'd probably know more and be less conspiracy theorists. But yeah. Well, unfortunately, it depends on what news they're, which news they're paying attention yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> news which is in news. hard air quotes there. Yeah. But finding those distractions becomes like the focus sometimes. So like, I mean, you've gone into climbing and you do D&D &D and stuff like that. And it's great like to do, yeah. you know, collaborate, you know, do things with other people and just do things that are not letting you focus on the things that are, you know, the issues at the moment. So yeah, especially if there are issues you can't work on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a there's definitely like things that you can work on. And then there's things like lockdowns and COVID restrictions yeah. that you just cannot, we can't get past that right now. So having outlets is definitely important. And definitely. I think like, that's what like our photo projects have been as well, like not only allowing us to do things on our own, but allowing us to come back to each other, and then mm. talk about them afterwards. Yeah, and that's definitely something that I've missed that's what I want to do with this collaboration with with the, the art community in general. It's like something I miss from being in a college uh, environment where you take a photo or you, you know, you make a piece of art and then you show it to other people and then they tell you what's working, what's not working. And they also inspire you with their own work. So I miss that kind of stuff. So that and I've been really enjoying kind of doing these projects with you. So I'm excited to get back into another photo project with you. 
Yeah, me too. It's been a, a while. I feel like the projects I have been doing, I've been taking photos on my own at the moment, but I haven't been uploading anything really. I took a break from uploading because I didn't want, I felt like at some point I was performing for an audience almost, like taking photos to be like, oh, look, look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing. And now I'm like, actually, I enjoy taking photos for myself and I want to sometimes not share them. Even if they're good photos, I'm like, no, screw the audience. They can just sit back and enjoy living their own lives. I'm going right. to do my thing. So yeah, I'm excited to actually like get back into working with other people on photo projects and not just doing my own little things every now and again. Yeah, it's interesting about ha putting it up for an audience because like the idea of just putting it online or putting it on Instagram, it's this nebulous idea of an audience. Like, yeah, you're, it's going to reach some of your friends and some of the people who follow you that are friends or people that have started to follow you. But like, we're kind of trying to reach beyond that. Yeah, it's, there, it's not really laid out how to do that and there's so many people on there that you're competing against but you're not really competing it's this weird kind of in between where it's like i want it to do well i want it to reach people but i also kind of don't care i am happy that the people that i are already following me can see it but then like you know i'm putting in 19 hashtags trying to get random people that are looking for sunset pictures or mountains or whatever else so i don't really know what the goal with instagram is but i i feel like having there be a goal is almost a detriment to the art itself because like am i putting it up for the for a reason that i want to show off this picture or am i just trying to get more people to follow me for another reason is it a business thing is it a personal thing you know yeah and it becomes this especially because i was posting a lot at one period because i just wanted to see if i could figure out the social media algorithms and stuff i definitely found when i was posting frequently that i was kind of sitting back and going like waiting to see how people receive things and i was like i don't want to be creating photos to see how people receive them i want to be creating photos because i want to be taking photos and i want to be you know editing photos and i don't want to be doing this because i want people to see it i want to be doing this because i like doing it which right. is why i took a break for a while and i was like cool i'm not going to post and now like i'm like oh i should get back into posting but i don't really want to like i'm like oh, i don't care if people see it or not so i'm just not going to post it's too much effort yeah it's funny it's 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 not a pleasurable thing to be posting on Instagram and trying to figure out how to get people to actually see what you post. Yeah. So I want to talk about your uh, emotions project because I'm excited to see what you have going on and I've seen a little bit of what you're what you have started. So can you just tell me a little bit about that? Okay, so the emotions project, what I'm trying to achieve with it is I'm trying to capture human emotions, like the different things we feel because while a lot of people can simplify it and say, oh, you feel, you know, happy, sad, laughing. I don't know if that's a feeling, but yeah. Happy, sad, angry, you know, broad spectrum. There's your three feelings and yeah. content. But you could actually divulge, like, go much more, like, deeper into it. You know, you can feel fear. You can feel mm -hmm. frustration. You can feel anxious. All of these things. So I'm trying to capture these emotions, but not in a way that people are acting the emotions. Okay. But I do want it to very much focus on each emotions, which is why I'm going with like a full black background with just people like they, and their facial expressions and and everything like that to try and capture it. Sorry, I don't feel like I'm explaining this very well, but my brain is a little bit jumbled. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just exist this way now. I understand. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to capture people's emotions. That's the, the broad spectrum. I'm trying to get people's emotions, but in a way mm -hmm. that it doesn't show anything other than the emotions as well okay so it's so just have facial features more or less yeah like or... facial features so it'll have the people and a black um background 
But the real challenge comes in with trying to get people to experience the emotions to capture because I don't want it to be like acted. Like, I feel afraid. Right. Ooh, I'm afraid. You know, you want to actually place people in situations where they feel these things, but not in like a dangerous way. I don't want to actually like pull a snake out and be like, hey, are you afraid? Are you afraid of snakes? How you feel about yeah. the snake? This is this black mamba I got chilling here. And right. be, like, be like, no, please leave me alone. <laughs> don't want that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I also don't want them to like perform the emotions for me. So I'm trying to find ways yeah. in which I can capture this thing while in a very much a setting where I'm setting everything up for it. I can see that being very challenging. That sounds like it's especially with all the different emotions. Like I, I feel like anxiety would probably be the easiest one to, to do because you could probably find somebody who doesn't like having their picture taken and just yeah. put them in front of a camera and then, hey, there you go. Yeah, and also <laughs> like with it because I... I don't, at first I was going to try and get someone different for each thing, but with currently South Africa is going through like COVID lockdowns. So I'm probably mm -hmm. only going to be photographing about four or five people so that I've got limited contact with each one mm -hmm. and then getting them to display different types of emotions. So find ways that I can set everything up and then try and get them to express them, you know, through conversational based things. Some of them will be much easier, like to get someone to show like surprise or shock. I'm going to make them watch one of those horrible videos where something jumps out at you, you know, and there you go. Shock, achieved, done, <laughs> dusted. But then like, and to get people to show empathy, we'll have to have me sharing information to try and get their, you know, them trying to explain and be like, no, it's okay, it's fine. Yeah, so hmm. I'm going to work a lot with conversational based things, which should be interesting. And hmm. I've tried to make the project more interactive with like other people that are further out and further away as well. Um, right by allowing them to write pieces for it if they want to. Um, right. Yeah. That's where I come in. That's where you come in. You can write <laughs> stuff if you want to. Um, no, I do. I'm yeah. excited about, I'm excited to do some writing. I've been doing a lot more writing lately and I'm excited to like kind of try some different methods uh, for a couple of different uh, feelings or emotions. Yeah, that's good. I find that I've written a few of them already and when I start to think about them and like decide what I'm doing with the things then I really start feeling the emotions and like, unfortunately I've mm -hmm. been writing like the the sad ones which has not been a good time for me <laughs> to write sad mm -hmm. things because then I start feeling sad um yeah. but it's been good like it's been effective and I've often taken those photos once I've like done those pieces because I've been feeling them as I've been writing. Do you feel it puts you more into a sad state or is it uh, is it cathartic for you in any way? Yeah, it definitely feels like it pushes me more into the, the sad state. Um, okay. because so I'm, it's not like getting that out. It's yeah. more putting you in. It's that putting feeling. me in in a way because hmm. like I'll, I'll start off and be like, oh, I'm feeling lonely today. OK, let's let's write how I'm feeling. And then I'll start writing and then I start feeling more and more and more alone. I'm like, hmm, this is nice not enjoying this because normally <laughs> what i do is i go rock climbing and distract myself and not think about how i'm feeling which right. is not a good thing but not necessarily a bad thing when i can't change it yeah 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 well it's are there any emotions that have become have been the most popular with people you've been like choose an emotion which one do you want to do <laughs> i've only actually had one person actively go and choose emotions for it okay so a lot of people said they were keen and then just when I said, here are the things, what do you want to go with? They were like, oh, and just didn't really uh, do anything. Yeah. Classic people. Yeah. Classic people. <laughs> so not really. Anx I feel like anxiety, it would be like one of the mo one of the more popular ones. Or maybe that's just me projecting because that's like kind of the, w the one that I zoned in on. And I was like, I'm definitely writing about anxiety because I can do that easily. <laughs> you should do that. Do it. I wrote um, about paranoia recently. 
which is fun. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't be able to do that one very well, like at least not from a first person perspective. Oh. But or may, but it might actually be interesting. I think I, I want to pick the ones that I like have the feelings for, but I also want to pick some that I'm like, I want to like delve into that a little bit because it's not something that is at the forefront of my mind. So mm-hmm. like something that I can maybe explore in a different way. Okay. Well, meanwhile, I'm very paranoid. So it's very easy for me to just go straight into that one. <laughs> you once described me as slightly more paranoid than um, than your other friends. You were like, yeah, you're my friend Lauren. You're slightly more paranoid than other people I know. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. See, that, that's how you could have introduced yourself. You can have... God damn it. Hi, I'm Lauren and I'm paranoid. Hello, um... I'm Lauren and Don thinks I'm paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> but he's too nervous to tell me i just believe yeah. he thinks this about me <laughs> I was i'm just say, that's paranoid the perfect... that he thinks i'm paranoid that's the perfect way to introduce that is not saying i'm paranoid but i think someone thinks i'm paranoid <laughs> <There you go. laughs> so and actually it's this is interesting that the way you're uh working on the project like trying to get people to actually come up with these emotions in, in, in you know doing this talk through is a really interesting i think it's a really interesting way to do it because it puts a different element in there it's like actual interaction with somebody and trying to capture that moment like lightning in a bottle kind of thing yeah pretty much yeah so how do you feel about like working on a project like this where you're like sitting down and working on it versus like being inspired in the moment kind of like you know being out there to capture something that you didn't know was gonna you know appear to you I think at the moment, just because of like how lockdown is and like everyone wears masks here. So it's actually, it would be really, because I I thought about trying to just go out and capture these things, but it would be incredibly difficult to do that because, you know, I just have to be walking around with a camera all the time, hoping people take the masks off and to try and capture things. Um, So it is very much, it does feel like it's not as authentic as it could be otherwise in other ways. That's why I'm trying to keep it very like much trying to actually capture the emotions rather than being like, act surprise, act this, right. act that. So I prefer projects where I, like normally when I feel more inspired, I'll just go out hiking and take like a hundred photos of trees and, and stuff mm-hmm. and things that I see. But right now it's a lot of effort for me to actually just like do stuff and leave the house and like it's cold and I don't like winter and you know this and it's winter now. And I don't feel like leaving and uh, getting out of my bed because it's cold. And I don't like being cold. And I'll be cold for like, I'm still cold right now as I'm sitting here. Right. Like I'm wearing a hoodie and I, and I look comfy, but my toes are cold and my fingers are cold. <laughs> and like, I just exist in a state of cold. So I don't want to do things that make me more cold while I'm already existing right. in a state of cold. So it's it very much, it, it's a project where I feel like I have to commit to it semi-long term, mm-hmm. which is nice because I need to make myself do more things right now mm-hmm. so it is kind of nice to have a goal and a plan and that something to work towards and it is still very flexible and that like right now i can't go out and photograph anyone because right. of the, the covid lockdown so i'm using myself as a subject which i hadn't intended to do it's, but you're adapting to the but i'm to adapting to it and i also feel like there are certain emotions that i can't make that i wouldn't feel comfortable trying to make other people feel gotcha that I can do on myself. Like, I don't want to try and make <laughs> someone feel paranoid. That just doesn't right. sound nice. It's not, it doesn't sound very nice, but it does sound like an interesting thought experiment of like, if you were going to try to make someone feel paranoid, how could we do that? <laughs> yeah, how could I do that? I'll just have to be like, how get really you make close with all of paranoid? their friends and be like, oh, your friend keeps saying this about you. Your friend keeps saying this and just whisper in the ear and they'll be like, <gasps> Lauren is stressing me out. <laughs> yeah. And then you can get anger at the end there. Yeah. So. 
when I reveal it was all a ruse. It was all falseness. Yes. See, now you got several several emotions all in one. We've been existing in a world, at least in some places, full of masks where like you can't look at somebody and just tell what they're thinking or feeling or whatever. And I have to imagine for some people, that's probably a relief that they don't have to like put on a happy face when they walk around. They can just be, you know, themselves instead of like pretending to smile at people that insist they smile or something. But I, it would actually might, might be an interesting, uh, I don't know, exercise to see what kind of emotions you think people are feeling based just on what you can see with, you know, two thirds of their face blocked. And I feel like we, we kind of have to do that. That's like, that's kind of what we do when we go in public now with masks on, we have to look at somebody's eyes and be like, are you mad at me? Are you, are you smiling under there? I can't really tell. Well, you don't just change your entire voice attitude when you're talking to people to, to like mimic the right emotion. <laughs> See, that's, and that's another thing. Yeah, we're, we're using more of the way people sound. And I think you definitely can get the wrong impression from somebody, even if you're looking at their full face. Some people don't emote the same ways. So actually, the, I'll, I'll be interested to see like how you convey emotions through like through your photo project, because I know like you can look at a chart or you can look at a face and say, I think it feels this way. But that is almost as much as what of what you're feeling pro being projected onto that person as they are giving to you. So, I mean, there's a there's an interplay there. There's definitely something to that, I think. Oh, pretty much. Yeah, definitely. Which I think is quite interesting. And what I would if I ever was to like create a gallery, um, it's not really on my, my list where I, I'd use these photos up. So thing I'd like to do is write each, have like each piece written mm -hmm. and not actually have the written stuff revealed yet, reveal it like later on and get people to go around with like stickers and choose what, uh, with all of the different like emotions that I'm doing on it, like mm -hmm. or using in the project and actually just ask them to stick them like on the wall around it to see what they're actually, what they think it is. Yeah. That actually sounds really cool. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. I always like interactive galleries. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. It's an interesting like social thing to see how well people can read facial expressions and what people True. are trying to like express. And so I think it's quite difficult because a lot of time we try, especially with like emotions we deem as negative emotions, we try and hide them from our faces. So it's mm -hmm. interesting in this case, I'm asking people to like express what they're feeling at all times, which is also quite an interesting one. Yeah, and that's what we've been conditioned to do is, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. Like, you could great. be ter you could terrible and but everybody's like, no, I didn't actually want to hear. It was just I was just it was just a pleasantry. Politeness. I was just being nice. Yeah. 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 I don't have time to hear about your sob story. I'm sorry. I I'm going somewhere. And then like somebody actually has to stop and be like, no, really, how are you? <laughs> like they have to like force it out of you because we've been told keep your emotions to yourself. Yeah, pretty much. And if you if you don't have a lot of emotions, people will tell you you look so boring. Yeah. You know? That sometimes does happen to have us. Have you been told that? Yes, I have. You've been told you look boring? <laughs> yes, but I do think it was a mistake. I think it was a language barrier. It was lost in translation. I think it was a mistake too. Yeah. So <laughs> I was standing, and this is on the ship, so I was standing in the photo gallery and there was nothing happening that day. And I was standing there and someone was about to like walk past. And I already had people like walk past because there's like no sound. There's no music in the gallery because the speaker systems didn't work there, right? Yeah. So I was just standing there kind of learning stuff on and looking around and neatening and cleaning and doing whatever I could to like consume my time I had a guest yeah. come up that was I think he was from Mexico because mm -hmm. um, he told me this at some other point and he came up and he walked up to me and like he said you look and I was so ready for him to say you look so bored because that's what everyone had told me 
So I was yeah. already ready to like respond and I was like, <gasps> and he was like, you look so boring. And then he walked off and I was like, I, I, it took all the wind out of me. I just kind of sat there with my, my mouth <laughs> hanging open. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> well, turns out he was the most interesting guest. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got to occupy the rest of your time thinking about how you might be boring. <laughs> I, well, I, I laughed at it because I was like, oh, it's probably a language thing. But then every time anyone yawned around me, I'd be like, is it because I'm boring? Yeah. <laughs> Though I have been told I'm too enthusiastic too, which how can someone be too enthusiastic? That seems impossible. We've we've had this conversation before, and <laughs> I'm with you, uh, in for the most part. But I, I definitely wouldn't call you boring. That's not a that's not an an adjective I would use for you. So too enthusiastic makes more sense than boring. So I want to talk about our photo project. Yes, um, we haven't really talked much about it, but I've been kind of holding it for for this because I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what we can what we can do and what we want to do with it yes okay what do you want to do with it i was thinking because we wanted to do photos um set a task and like stick to the top like take photos according to the theme in some way so coming up with what the themes are is like i'd like them to be eclectic in the in like the I, i want them to be interesting in a photographic like a camera settings kind of sense like i want to actually like do something that forces us to do something we don't normally do with our cameras like long exposure or you know something that we don't do that often i know i haven't done much uh, much of like that like long exposure is the one that comes to mind for me right away but i want it to be challenging both technically and thematically so if we can do something that is a little more like coming up with an emotion that we have to convey using no people. Like I know okay. we, and we've talked about that before. And the person that you showed a, an image to of a landscape and they were like, how does a landscape have, have an emotion? <laughs> <laughs> so something like that, something that will be a little more challenging, uh, in both ways. Okay. I'm definitely keen for that. I like the more abstract ideas. Cause I feel like there's a lot more you can do with it. Whereas if you go, mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to take photos of landscapes now. It's a nice theme, but you know, it's, it's not like, oh, try and capture purple. And you're like, okay. Yeah. And you're like, anything purple goes. It gives you more to actually work with if it's slightly more abstract or like strange in topic. Right. It gives you more creative ideas as well. Whereas landscape, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I shall leave the house this morning to go take a photo of a sunset over the mountain. <laughs> like, it's a great idea. But then you like, if you give like theme, like wonky clouds, okay, that's not going to be a theme, but I do like the word wonky. I know. You could, you'll be like outside the whole time being like, is this considered a weird cloud? Can I make my own clouds using cotton wool? <laughs> what is wonky? <laughs> oh, actually. So you've already tapped into some of your creativity that I like, where it's like, can I make my own clouds? Hmm. It's a, it's a sunny day. There are no clouds. It's blue sky. I could take some cotton balls outside and put them in the picture. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Just dink, 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 dink. Manually attach them to my aloe trees. So yeah, I mean, some, something like we, we could come up with a list of like theme, maybe a theme and a technical yeah. camera aspect and maybe like pair them together for each yeah. each challenge we can maybe crowdsource again some ideas like we did previously um you usually you tend to have a lot more in people give you ideas uh, especially if it's not something they have to do other than just say a word <laughs> well at the moment they have been very bad at doing that i think mm-hmm. i upset them but i don't really care <laughs> did you offend them with your social commentary questions Oh, yeah, probably. But and most of the time, like uh, with a lot of stuff, I end up asking things just because I'm curious what people are going to say and what people's reasoning are and to subdue my paranoia. <laughs> yeah, that's mostly why I do them. Plus, sometimes it's just interesting to see what people know 
as well. I had a really yeah. fun quiz at the one stage, which was like, how well do people know me? And the answer was not great. <laughs> not very yeah, well. Some of those questions were pretty tricky. Yeah. What's my favorite pie? I don't know. I don't even know what my favorite pie is. That's See, you don't even know yourself. I don't even know myself. But at least I know which leg I broke. <laughs> True. I know the important things about you. Forcing myself to be creative in a different way, I think, sparks my creativity too, because it makes me want to like sit down and figure it out. And it's not something that I do mindlessly. Like, okay, well, I'm going to look at this picture. All right, the sky's a little blown out. I'm going to reduce the highlights. I'm going to uh, kind of up the opacity. And then I'm going to mess with the, the clarity a little bit. All right, looks good. Export. Yeah. You know, some of the like landscape stuff I do is a little more, it comes naturally to me now because I've been doing it for so long. So yeah. it's mindless in some ways. So I would like to take it to a level where I'm I'm learning my learning programs in a different yeah. way and like taking myself out of my comfort zone. Mm, and consciously like putting in, trying to do things differently each time to achieve yeah. different effects. You would have probably loved the music project I did if like we did that at some point. I don't know mm -hmm. if you remember that one where I got where people to recommend song songs and, and yeah. try to make like take photos to like match the song because that yeah. was kind of like doing that. You're trying to edit match your editing style even more so than your actual like photo photographic style. It was a lot of fun to to do that because it, it uses a lot of creativity because while everyone just yeah. gave me songs to use. Yeah. So I, I definitely like revisiting that sort of thing is really fun. We could definitely do something like that. And I like the idea of taking a month per idea kind of give ourselves some feedback and critiques and then like maybe come up at, at the end of the month put yeah. up uh, a couple of images that we've chosen that way it's not I, I think we were trying to do a week by week thing before and i feel like that's just not enough time just yeah. based on life and other commitments and yeah i definitely agree because i think with during the week it just felt like you were always rushing to do something not necessarily yeah. spending time being, like thinking about like planning what you want to do and yeah, you were yeah. like, oh, I've got this idea. I'm just going to roll with it the whole time because yeah. that's what you had to do. Um, whereas like with a month, you've got the time to sit back and be like, cool, what, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What do I think will work? The week also came with repeated feeling of failure when you didn't like live up. The, when, when I didn't have something by the end of the week, I was like, well, I, I failed. And then it, all, then it made me feel like I wasn't going to be able to do the next one. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it was just like that loop of that cycle of well, I failed at this one. I'm going to fail the next one too kind of feeling. So I, I think giving ourselves that time is, yeah. is, in, is a good way to go. Um, well, I think we've pretty much covered what I was, what I wanted to talk about, but uh, I did want to ask if you've, have you gotten any good advice that you have applied to your life that uh, whether it be creatively, artistically, or just how to get through a day? Oh God, now I have to try and think. <laughs> I want to say no, but I feel like I should say yes. And I, I probably have stuff. I just have, I just can't think of them. So there was some advice that you gave me once. And they said it's more important to do creative things than to feel creatively inspired. Hmm. You didn't use those wordings, but pretty much that's that's what you the point you were getting to, which is hmm. more just to say that while you're not going to feel inspired all the time, like you actually spend more time feeling uninspired, but it's important to just keep going out because doing things and trying to do creative things will often like give you inspiration and make you feel more driven to do creative things. Totally. And actually said this, uh, I, I think about this quote a lot and actually I can't take credit for the, for the quote and probably that the idea that is derived from it. Do you know the artist Chuck Close? No. 
um, he does like these kind of like pointless drawings that like look, uh, they don't look like images until you back up away from them. Mm-hmm. Some really interesting stuff you'd probably like. But the quote is attributed to him, at least that inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just show up. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's basically you were, what you were paraphrasing or whatever. What I said was that sometimes you do just have to show up and start doing the work and then the inspiration comes like it's not always going to hit you, especially if you're just kind of sitting in a place that you know well and you're not seeing anything novel sometimes when you just sit down and you start thinking about random things then especially for me like if I just sit down and decide to write I might not feel inspired before I sit down but as soon as I type like a couple of words then my mind starts going in different places and then I'm able to get some output and the same thing happens with me and my camera I go out I don't know what I'm going to shoot half the time I go out wanting to shoot one thing And then I come back with something I never would have expected. And like, that's like, that's one of those things that's always like fuels me creatively is that I know, even if I don't know what I want to shoot, if I just go out with my camera, I'll find something that I didn't Mm -hmm. expect more often than not. Yeah, definitely. And as far as like, I think if I was to give my own creative advice or something that I do a lot is Mm -hmm. lean into your curiosity. Mm -hmm. So like, I ask a lot of stupid questions in my brain all the time. Great ideas come from those stupid questions. (laughs) So like, just... Lean into it, yeah. What was that first stupid question you asked me mm, wait. about crabs? Oh yeah, do you think crabs are jealous of fish because fish can fly in water and they and crabs can't? <laughs> yeah, this is basically my introduction to you. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. We started working together on the ship, and then like this this girl is saying, "Do you think crabs think that fish are flying?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, we're gonna get along just fine." Yeah, this is one of them. <laughs> and. Yeah. It was the beginning of a great friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just leading into stupid questions. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, but I mean, like, that's where creativity comes from. Like the stuff outside of the norm, like thinking about the, the mundane in yeah. a normal way, that's boring. Yeah. And if people shut down boring. your stupid questions, uh, just, uh, just distance yourself. You know, you don't yeah. want that. You See? don't need that like naysayers <laughs> in your life. No, you want people that See, are going to explore I mean. the silly ideas. Yeah, it's a good litmus test for if I want to be your friend or not. So if somebody asked me a question about crabs thinking fish are flying, I'm like, all right, well, we're going to be friends. So get comfortable. That works. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I do want to say, ask one random other question. How would you like to be remembered? How would I like to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be? I was about to respond saying stupid. Like, I want every horse to know my name in the known universe. <laughs> the known universe. So not just on Earth. No, every of not. space horse will know your name. Every space horse will know my name. Um, I don't actually care about being remembered, which is an interesting thing with and, and That's a good answer. Yeah. Because I don't I don't think it's important. And I think this partially comes with like like there are people that sit there and they go, oh, I have a purpose in life. This is, you know, what I want to do. I'm going to make a name for myself. I, I'm quite happy to have a great life and enjoy myself and not have people remember me. Like I don't need to become famous in some way for like even for like taking amazing photos. I just need to enjoy what I'm doing. That's great. I love that answer. Awesome. Well, um, Thanks for doing this again. <laughs> I know we were just talking about you not being remembered or caring about the online presence, but if there's anywhere online that you'd like to be uh, plugging that you have your art online. I mean, if people really want, they can check out some of my stuff on Instagram if I feel like posting anytime soon. But the polls can be quite fun. So you can put input yeah, can. on there, which is quite fun. And for like the photo projects we'll do, I'll ask for input there. So you can find me on Instagram at Buckle Photos, because Buckle is my surname. 
like the belt buckle. <laughs> one, two, buckle my shoe. That one. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Uh, I'll, and I'll put the link down in uh, the show notes. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Don't Worry, I'm Finite. I'm on Twitter at Don is Finite. And my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Don't Worry, I'm Finite. Uh, and since I've said that phrase so many times, the final thing I want to end with is you just saying, I'm Lauren. Don't worry, I'm finite. Okay. I'm Lauren. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm finite. An infinite two horses. <laughs> <laughs> Ask any space horse you want. You will be remembered for this podcast. There you go. <laughs> so uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And thanks again, Lauren, for doing this. Uh, everybody out there, see you next time. Stay creative. <laughs>